Angel Talk is a special podcast presented by Raise for Rowan, a nonprofit organization that helps families who have lost a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. For more information on our organization or to start giving today, visit our website at www.raiseforrowan.org. This podcast would not be possible without the incredible, generous support of organizations like Smead Capital Management, Chris Hallett and Edward Jones, J&I Power Equipment, Olympia Orthopedic Associates, Robert McFadden Real Estate, Vickerman CPA Group, Timberland Bank, Academy Mortgage, and listeners just like you. And now, here's the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Angel Talk. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the executive director of Raise for Rowan. We are the nonprofit organization that helps families suffering the loss of a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. I am joined by, for one of the last times in studio, uh, basically two weeks from now, she's going to be remote. Um, this is Lauren. Say hello to the people, Lauren. What's up, guys? How's it going? going pretty good it's getting i mean i'm like nine days away from leaving so i the stress is definitely um hitting kind of you know hitting its peak right now yeah but yeah this will be this is one of my last times in studio studio. until i come home for winter break in december right right yeah for those who don't know lauren is going off to be a mountaineer Not like climb mountains. No, no, I'm not going to be an actual mountaineer. (laughs) I'm going to West Virginia University. West Virginia University for sports medicine. That's going to be the, that's going to be the major. Very cool. Very cool. So we will have a West Virginia contingent. um, Yes. Raise for own. Yes. Uh, And so not to worry, uh, Lauren will check in every single week remotely or we'll try every single week. We'll see what happens. Study might get away from us. We don't know. Yeah. um, But my Mondays are pretty... Yeah. pretty open Sweet. so it's looking good awesome yeah. awesome and so uh today we're gonna we're gonna do the usual where we highlight one of our angels lauren actually has an angel that uh that she found to be quite compelling we'll we'll highlight that story this week we'll also hit on a topic that we've actually talked a little bit about before but i don't think that it uh i don't think that it's it's something that you know I think it bears repeating. Yeah. Right? Because I think that it's one of the biggest questions we get from folks who who know somebody who's lost a child, and that is yeah. how to talk to somebody who has lost someone else. Yeah, I like to call it what not to say 101. Yeah, what not to say 101. You may remember this episode, kind of. We did one similar to this called Things We Say to Each Other. This was something with a, a, a fellow angel mom last year, uh, Tracy Carley. Shout out to Tracy. She's awesome. Uh, we talked a little bit about that, but you can never really talk about this subject too much because I think for sure uh, there are people who um, have a lot of folks close to them who've lost somebody and they don't know how to talk to them. Yeah. Right. Um, so we'll we'll hit a little bit on that. And then, of course, we'll end with our weekly good news to give everybody a little yep. hopeful uh, going away uh, as we close out the pod. But first, let's hit this week's angel story. Lauren, you have, you were actually the one who selected this one. So why don't you go ahead yeah, and uh, talk a little bit about I it? I did. So this one's an 
interesting one. Um, so the this angel's name is Lindsay Baum, I believe. Yes, Lindsay Baum. Mm-hmm. And her story is one that thankfully you don't hear too often, but it's whenever you hear it, it's tragic and it um kind of just shocks you to the core. So what happened was Lindsay was walking home one night from, she was supposed to be staying at a friend's house for a sleepover and decided that she wanted to go home. So she went walking home by herself. She lived in McCleary, Washington, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she was abducted. Mm. She was miss she was a missing person for nine years. Mm. So she was abducted when she was nine or ten. Mm-hmm. And then in I believe it was twenty eighteen. It could have been twenty nineteen, but it was twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Her remains were unknowingly found. Mm. There were some I believe it was hunting. Like, people were hunting out in eastern Washington, Mm -hmm. and they found some of her remains. Mm -hmm. And then the forensics lab was able to do some DNA matching, and it matched to her DNA. Mm -hmm. So, um, unfortunately, nine years later, she was found. But at the same time, it was definitely something that was needed for people, you know, it was finally able to hit a close on that question of, is she still out there? Mm -hmm. You know, where is she? You know, now she, then she could be laid to rest and. Yeah, we, uh, we, you kind of hit on it a little bit there, Lauren. We, this, this was a, she was a, if you have a chance, you can see her on the site. She's a beautiful young lady. Um, it's a local story. It affected, uh, folks who live around here very profoundly. Um, we have had a few, um, instances like this where a child has gone missing Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the community really worries and they, and, and everyone gets together and they pray and they, and they try as, as, as hard as they can to, to rally. Um, this was one of those cases. There is nothing... There's nothing awesome about about these sorts of things. These are all they're all really tough. Uh, but one thing I will say is is that we are glad that we could bring some sort of closure in some way to help yeah. Lindsay's family. We're always thinking of 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 angels just like Lindsay. Um, you know, we help families all the time. This was a this was a rare case where uh, it was it was a long time coming. Yeah. But we were happy just to be able to even do a little bit. For her family, so Lindsay's family, we're we're always thinking of you. We're always praying for you. Always, you're always in the top of our thoughts. We really, we really uh, are just glad that we could even just be a little bit of closure. But it's a tough one. Yeah, for sure, it's a tough one for sure. Uh, Lindsay's a beautiful uh, one of our angels. You can see her on our on our angel gallery as we honor those who who passed. But uh, that was this week's angel of the week. Okay, now we turn to our topic of the day. As I said, this is sort of 
a repeat, but we have a different we have a different voice in the room this time, so yeah. we can actually talk a little bit more about it because everybody reacts differently to these sorts of things. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, now I do want to preface before we hop into this whole thing. What we get into here, I I I'm, I may be speaking out of turn, Lauren. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the reality is is that it's totally understandable when a person is nervous around somebody who's oh, lost somebody. 100%. I know what not to say 101 yeah. can sometimes sound a little harsh and final, but it truly does differ from person to person. This yeah. is personal experience. Yeah. And also, if you say one of these things or have said one of these things, don't feel like you're the worst person in yeah. the world because at the end of the day, like, they're – there's nothing that you really can say, yeah, yeah. but these are just some like tips and tricks yes. on trying to not necessarily say the things that yeah yeah they yeah, really don't yeah, want to hear yeah like mo most folks are really well intentioned oh, they're yeah. trying really hard oh, don't yeah. beat yourself up if you say something that stings but right. these are just a few things that you might want to think about avoiding yeah. when you speak to somebody who's lost somebody. So let's uh, let's start off with, like, give me a couple that were really, really difficult for you as you were going through it. I would say the number one thing, and don't worry, I have said this. I said this before I lost my sister to people who had just lost someone. I have definitely said it after I had lost her to other people who are grieving, but it's the I'm sorry. Sure. And now you, someone may be listening and be a little confused. Yes. So I will try my best to clarify why I think I'm sorry is kind of the number one what not to say. Sure, sure. And it's solely because... Typically, when you say I'm sorry, say you get in a fight with a friend or a sibling or a parent and you go to apologize and you say I'm sorry because you did something. Right. Right. Or um, someone's. Uh, what's a, you know, someone's like house floods and you say, I'm sorry, not yeah. sorry yeah. that you did something, but you're sorry right. that it happened to them. Right. And sorry is used a lot in the world. Yeah, which is kind of ironic because no one ever seems to apologize for anything. And yet right, we say sorry a lot. Exactly. So we say sorry all the time. <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes sorry can start to lose its meaning. Yes. And when someone has either lost a child or a sibling or a family member or a best friend and they're really going through it. I'm sorry sometimes just doesn't seem like it holds any yeah. validity mm -hmm. um, or maybe not even validity, but sometimes it seems like a throwaway. Well, yeah, because I think that what it is, is that folks who, who haven't lost somebody are looking for a, a the way to respond to the initial news. Right. And so I'm and sorry seems to be the first line out of your mouth because you're like, all right, now we can dive into it. For the record. Exactly. I am sorry. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I've definitely said this before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sometimes it just like pops out and I like don't even mean it to. Mm -hmm. 
but I remember, like, when, you know, the first wave when everyone's coming over to the house and it's all this kind of stuff. And I remember being told by many people, you know, I'm sorry. And in my head, I was like, you didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even that throwaway term or that that's what you say when someone's house floods, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was in my head, I was like, you didn't do anything. Like, you're upset about this also. Like, you're grieving. Mm Mm-hmm why are you sorry Yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And so I guess it kind of annoyed me that people were telling me that they were sorry when they had, they they didn't do anything. So why are you telling me Mm -hmm. that you're sorry? I understand you're sorry for the loss and you're sorry that she, like you wish this didn't happen. Yeah. But to me, sorry happened. It's something you say kind of when you've played a part in the events that turned out. Mm-hmm. And so when people would say that to me in my, my head, the way it processed was like, you couldn't have, you couldn't have done anything to stop it. Mm-hmm. You didn't do anything to make it happen. So like, why are you telling me that you're sorry? Mm-hmm. What um what could possibly replace I'm sorry? And now see that question that's yeah. so hard. What yeah. do I say instead of that? And I think a go-to for me when I see something is it's like <laughs> a go-to for me is still the first thing that pops in my head is I'm so incredibly sorry that you had to go through this, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, and then yeah. I'm like, wait, I hated. You still included the word I sorry? I was like, I didn't like when people <laughs> yeah, told me that they yeah. were sorry. So, you know, deepest condolences if you're if it's more on kind of a professional level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if you can't get rid of the word sorry, it's mm-hmm. like not just saying I'm sorry, but like I'm like so yeah, sorry, I think this it's more yeah. to you mm-hmm. or um It seems like it's it's a little bit more like you want a genuine sorry. Right. Right. Not not a throwaway sorry. Right. You or want a genuine sorry. If you sorry. like put something onto the end of sorry, you know, like I'm sorry this happened to her, mm-hmm. him, your family. Or even sometimes words, because words are never going to be able to Correct. articulate. Articulate sometimes just like giving that person a hug or sitting with them and letting them say the words mm-hmm. because they're going through all of these thoughts in their head and it's really confusing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if you're just there to sit with them and listen to them talk. And then maybe you can pull from what they had said and put together some wording. Yeah. Yeah. I think really listening is almost more important yeah. than having the right thing to say. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up. Cause that was also a general theme. The last time we talked about this, one of the things that Burin 
has said was most powerful is when her sister-in-law, Emily, who's been on this show, right, uh, sat with her and just held her hand and said, I have no idea what to say to you, but I will let you know that I will be here no matter what, all the time. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah. And Bryn said that that was actually one of the more powerful uh, interactions we ha- she had with somebody at the very beginning. Yeah. And it does seem that what you're really looking for more than anything is presence because you have no freaking idea what to say. Exactly. Yeah. And even that, the honesty and vulnerability of saying, I don't know what to say, but no matter what, I will be here and I will be here for you. That speaks 10 times more volume than I'm sorry ever could. Yeah. You yeah. know, even admitting to the person that you really don't have the right words because guess what? They don't either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Five years later, I still don't have the yeah. right words. Yeah. I'm I'm sure Bryn could attest to it that she also doesn't have the right words. Mm-hmm. So let's let's hit on a few others. Were there yeah. any other were there any, oh, any other interactions that that stung you a little bit afterwards that you were like, "Ooh, wish they witness put it that way." I this one gets this one will it doesn't really get me heated anymore mm-hmm. because I'm just in a different spot than I was. Mm-hmm. But 6 months to 2 years in when people would say this, Oh, I would get very upset. Mm, okay. Everything happens oh, for a reason. Okay. Yep. Okay. You don't like that one. No. Okay. That would, that one actually may take my number one spot. Well, because sorry is well-intentioned. Everything right. happens for a reason. Even though it's still well-intentioned, it's a tough one to put your grasp your. I imagine because at that point, you're like, I don't know the reason. Right. Exactly. When I would get told or see like an inspirational quote, you know, what you've been through, just remember everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I would literally get so frustrated and angry because in my head I was thinking, tell me one valid reason why my 19-year-old sister died yeah tell me one valid reason why this innocent baby who has done nothing was alive for three hours Mm -hmm. and then passed away you know yeah even going back to our angel story like tell me one valid reason why Lindsay was abducted that day there isn't one right Right, what? Yeah, there, there is never one. going to be one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when people say, you know, everything happens for a reason, but then decide to back it up with, we may never know that reason, but everything happens for a reason. Yes. There's no reason good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even, you know, hindsight looking back on it, if I had never endured this loss, Yeah, probably today I wouldn't be sitting here in this office having worked for about six months for Race for Rowan. Yeah. And I've loved my time working here. Yeah. It's been amazing. But to think that I wouldn't trade this for here to for her to be here with me today, that's crazy. Of course I would. Right. Right. You know, good things I don't even want to say good things have come out of this, but 
good things have happened to me yeah. after the fact. Yes, because I, I've uh, this has been something that honestly, uh, I have. Um, being now, now being in this position now for two years, having interacted with a ton of different families right. and, and you see, you see certain, uh, grants come across that just really get to you. Yeah. Uh, because you, you put yourself in the position right. of those beautiful angel parents that we, that we help every, every single time one comes in Yeah, is I think it's like, uh, we don't know why, right? Like exactly. maybe there's a plan and maybe there's a reason and maybe it's random. We right. actually don't know. Right. But what we do know is that you can make their passing mean something. Right. It can right. provide deeper meaning. It can lead to self-improvement. Right. It can lead to contributions in the name right. of that of that angel. Yeah. As I was saying, you know, good things have happened to me since she passed away. I'm not blind to those. Mm-hmm. But... To package all of those good things together, some of them would still have happened. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. some of them may not have, but some would have. Mm-hmm. Do you think but you'd have gone? But there's nothing I wouldn't, like, trade. To have her back. To have her back. Yeah. Do you think you'd have gone into the field you're going into if it weren't for the interest that your sister showed in it? I, I'm so, as you, <laughs> I'm so into sports. Yeah, yeah. As you know, we have right. these right. conversations uh, the, the, on reader, the listeners know now. <laughs> yeah. I'm so into sports that I think I would have eventually gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. But I figured out this is what I wanted to do when I was 13, 14 years old, mm-hmm. pretty quickly after I had lost her, because mm-hmm. I wanted some sense of control yeah. over my life. Yeah. And I felt like I had no control. Yeah. So probably wouldn't have come to it as quickly because my mind wouldn't have matured the way it did as quickly. I wouldn't have been grasping for that sense of control. And guess what? Who's to say? Maybe I wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. But I was always interested in more the medical field type thing. Yeah. Um, but I also was very interested in arguing with people. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I would have decided to go down the lawyer path, but I definitely came to it more quickly because of what happened. Got it. But yeah, so everything kind of circling back, everything that happened, everything happens for a reason is probably something you shouldn't say. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Even if you're well-intentioned, let's avoid everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Okay, well, give me another one. One final one. Give me one final one. One final one. Let's think. And then I have a few I want to toss out to you just okay. to get a almost like lightning round reaction. Okay, okay. okay. Um, I w- this isn't, it falls into the what not to say, but it's more kind of a what not to do is don't not bring them up in conversation. Oh, okay. I, you threw a curveball there. Interesting. All right. You know, Articulate. It's, it's, yeah. So I guess this is more something you can say, but someone who has lost someone, their greatest fear is everyone's going to forget them. Mm-hmm. Is that 
they won't be talked about anymore. No one's going to remember the good things. No one's going to remember the good times. Mm -hmm. It's a fear that one day you're going to wake up and no one's going to remember your loved one. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, yes, in the first six months to a year to even two years, it can be a lot. And sometimes bringing them up in every single conversation is something that's very emotionally taxing and they may not be ready to talk about it. Right. But I'm about five years in now and I want people to ask me questions about her. I mm-hmm. want to talk about her. Yeah. But I also don't want to be bringing her up in every single conversation because right. that can make me seem like a crazy person. Right, right, right. Or or obsessed over it and never exactly. being able to grow and move. Exactly. And I love hearing people's memories with her that I didn't experience because we were six, five and a half, six years apart from each other. So that's a fairly big age gap Yeah, that there are things she did. And I had no clue. Yeah. But hearing people talk about her and how they laughed and just had great times, like that's the stuff I want to hear. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, there's a time and a place where you don't really want to be talking about that person. Mm-hmm. But especially the more time goes on. Yeah. Like the more I want people to ask me questions about her, the oh, more I okay. want to hear their stories. So I guess this isn't necessarily a what not to say, but it's kind of, it kind of falls into this category. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it falls into it. It's basically like, don't stop bringing him up. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Don't be afraid to bring them up. Yeah. Yeah, don't be afraid of it. Okay, we're gonna hit you with a few. I want to hit you with a few, and I want okay. your immediate reaction. Like, give me, give me ten second take. Okay. Okay. Here are a few of the old standbys that folks use because they right. don't know what else to say to you. Right. Okay. The first is, how are you doing? Oh, that one's hard because in the beginning, I that's all. That's all I wanted people to stop asking me. Okay. Right? Yeah. How are you doing? How are you doing? Are you okay? Are you okay? Because I... Like, you know how I'm doing. Well, because I, <laughs> I basically flipped a switch. And yeah. I was like, I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. I'm okay. Oh, I'm so okay. you chose I'm more fine. like the checkout. Like, hey, don't... Oh, I'm, yeah. This is an e- I'm passing by this question. Oh, I'm yeah. fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. And also, I... In my head, I was feeling like it was a burden to people. Yeah. And I sometimes felt they didn't always mean it. It, it was a lot of other things. I was... 13 and in my course, head all the time. But that was one early on where I was like, stop asking me this question okay. because I'm just going to my straight go-to of I'm okay, I'm sure. fine. And then now, if it's kind of around her birthday or around her anniversary, I really don't mind it. But again, now I'm not really getting asked 24-7, how mm-hmm. are you? So now it doesn't really bother me, but definitely in the beginning, I was like, can you guys stop asking how I'm doing? Yeah. Here's another one. They're in a better place. Oh, that also hits with the... Um, there's a reason for there's a, the Everything happens for a reason. Because I was like, 
then why am I not in that better place with them? Yeah. You know, that was one that was one I've gotten from from a few angel fathers, angel fathers specifically. One in particular was like when somebody would say they're in a better place, he would say, well, probably, but I'd rather they were here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And again, this is all no one's saying this out of malice or yeah. out of if hate. you say it, don't don't like never speak to the person again. Exactly. But it's just a thing where it's like, it's again, it's going through that grieving process and you're like, even now, like when, if someone were to say, oh, she's in a better place, it's like, well, why can't that better place be with me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like be with my family, mm-hmm. be with her friends, you know? Yeah. Final one. At least you have blank. At least oh, you have your health. At least you yeah. have the other kids. At least you have this. At least yeah. you have that. Yeah. I don't think that's ever been told to me. Okay. But if someone were to have told me, at least you have your other sisters, I would have been like, what, are they all supposed to, like, just disappear too? Yeah. Because I'm the youngest of four girls. So, yes, I do have, still have two older siblings. I still have three older siblings, but two of them are here with me. That doesn't un- that doesn't make my grieving less valid, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Or if someone were to say to my parents, at least you still have three kids. Yeah, so they're right, not allowed right. to grieve the other two. Other, you know. Or the, or the one that they lost. The right? one that they right. lost. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that one would be one that I would probably stay away from. I think that's sometimes one of the things where it's your house floods and you're mm-hmm. like, well, at least you have the family. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something probably a little less exactly. heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let me let me run by some rules, cool. see what you think of them. Yeah. So we've hit you with a lot of, like, don't do's. Right. We're going to hit you with some do's. Right. All right. Also, just, again, reiterating, if you have said these things or done these things or you are still doing them, don't think you're a bad person because this is an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. It's uncomfortable to talk about. But just think a little bit before you speak. Sure, sure. Here are the keys based on what I'm hearing from you. Number one, be real. Be honest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you're going to say sorry, like be real about it. Right. Like, you are sorry. Right. Be empathetic. Number two, don't search for the reason. Yeah. Like just let it, just let it, let the reason be at the moment. Right. Don't talk about it. Don't search for it. Don't bring it up. Just, just. They're like right now, we're just in the grieving process. Right. Even now, five years later, if someone were to tell me everything happens for a reason, I was like, well, you can take that inspirational quote and you can flush it down the toilet because I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Number three, be there. Just be there. Yeah. Be there for the person. You even can sit in silence. You 100%. Perfectly fine. And, And even though you might feel uncomfortable, they're not thinking of the uncomfortable silence. Exactly. They're thinking of a whole other host of things. Exactly. So just being there is perfectly fine. Yeah. And uh, finally, number four, don't be insulted. If you're the person right. who says something and, and the, who says something to someone who's grieving and that person who's grieving responds a certain way, don't be insulted that they respond. Right. That. They're working through it. Right. Right. You might have said something that triggered, but it might not even have anything to do with you. It just triggered some right. feelings. Also, don't be insulted. Also... Taking that and kind of flipping it the other way, if you're going through that grieving process and someone says something you don't like, 
don't feel insulted that they're coming for you. They just don't know what to say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, those are, those are good pieces. I think those are good pieces of advice. Look, again, there's no right way to do this. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it before, and Bryn has brought this up. Um, Ayanna Brown, who's one of the most one of the most delightful people we know from the Elijah One's Hands Foundation, yeah. she lost her son. Yeah. One of the things she always talked about is how they have a word for a wife who's lost a husband, or vice versa, widow yeah. and widower. They have a word for a child who's lost their parents, an orphan. Right. They do not have a word for a mother who's lost her child. No. And the reason why is because it's so unnatural. We have just decided not to include it into the yeah. in English language. Yeah, and we've language. also not had. We don't have a word for a grandparent that's lost their grandkid or, or a, a sibling, sibling who's that's, lost another. Who's lost, a, you know, their sibling. It's it's uncomfortable. Right. And, but these are just a couple tips and tricks. Yes. To maybe try and make it a little bit less uncomfortable or to kind of try to ease some tension that is not meant to be there, but it just naturally happens. Yeah. Yeah, these are the good advice. Good advice. Nice job, Lauren. Thank you. All right, so now we're moving on to the good news segment of the day. Uh, so last last Friday we posted um, our version of uh, Olympic coverage. Right. We talked about our favorite events and all those sort of th- different things. If you haven't had a chance, go back into our feed and check it out. I found this very, very delightful story uh, about this year's Olympics regarding a 17-year-old girl named Kanesha, Kanesha ba- Burks. Kanesha Burks, I believe, is, is how she pronounces it. Um, she is in this year's Tokyo Olympic Games, which is really cool. Um, but she has an extraordinary story on how she got there. So she was raised by her grandparents. Uh, she worked long hours at McDonald's when she was uh, when she was a young teenager. Uh, she did whatever she could to support her family. She excelled in sports from pretty early on in high school. She realized that uh, this might be her chance to like make it deep. Um, and she was thinking about basketball track. She decided to choose track. She earned 11 state track titles and a scholarship to the University of Alabama while working almost 40 hours a week at McDonald's at 17 years old. It's crazy. Uh, she um, won the indoor long jump title in 2015 and another one in 2016. And um, then she made the Olympics uh, this year. So she is she is one of those people you see who's going to be competing in the track and field events with her family watching in the little box next to her. Did... Did it say what event she'll be doing? It looks like she is doing long jump. Oh, is 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 really her? Is really the one that like her thing? Her 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 thing. Now she's in a bunch of them, but long jump it looks like is the one that she's in. Gotcha. This is what she said: "Quote: I didn't have anything laid out for me. I didn't have all the eyes on me. I still feel like today I'm overlooked. That's okay." I just know it all starts with your confidence from within. Everything I've become is because of my mindset and determination. It's been a journey, and it all started with a little girl working at McDonald's, and here I am. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So congratulations, Quinasia Burks, and we are rooting for you. Oh, especially especially she's 17. Yeah, we're rooting for you. You're awesome. I'm, she's like a year younger than I am, and she's in the Tokyo 
Olympics. Oh yeah, seventeen. That is amazing. Like she's oh. she's on the track and field team with people like an Allison Felix, who this is her. I think maybe fifth Olympic Games mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. At 17, I am not working at McDonald's full-time and acing long, acing the long jump and track. Oh. At 17, I'm barely getting through geometry. So <laughs> congratulations, Quinesha Burks. You, you're crushing it. Yeah. yeah. Especially and thinking she did a lot of that stuff while in a pandemic. Amazing. Amazing. Great, great story. Rooting for you. Yeah. Excellent job, Quinesha. That is our good news for the day. All right. So thank you, everybody, for for tuning in and and, uh, taking a listen. Uh, We want to give you a heads up for some of the upcoming stuff we've got going on. So uh, one of the biggest things is, of course, this month we will be rolling out our merchandise, our new merchandise. Right. should be coming yeah, should be. We in a couple sh- weeks, yeah, right? We will have the test site this week to take a look at. Nice. Once we go through all the little kinks and stuff, we should be able to release it next week. Nice. And uh, get ready for a big push on that. Yeah. We're going to be highlighting a bunch of the new uh, items on our social media page and all Guys, that Guys, you're of not going to want to miss this. No, it's, it's pretty good. It's going to be good. Uh, in fact, one of uh, one of our shirts is designed by Lauren's sister, St- or not Stacia, but who was the, who was the Kayla. sister? Kayla. Kayla. Yeah, so she's the oldest. Yeah, yeah. so that's pretty neat. Yeah. There's going to be that on there too uh so we'll we'll hype up a lot of that also uh ending in august on i believe it's august 25th there is actually a a small event at fire creek uh uh grill that's uh over by the capital city golf course here in olympia washington um it's put on by the grandmother of one of our angels um and so it'll be wine and there'll be raffles and there'll be painting it's just going to be a lovely evening um so if you have a chance and you're in the olympia area and you want to do that uh, look for that uh late september we're gonna still we're still working on the date but we will have a fun trivia night at well 80 and uh, and also we want you to look out for um, it, later on this year we will have some different things for for Giving Tuesday, but that's way 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 down the road. Also, Well Eighty has restocked yes. our Rowan's Brew, so if you are anywhere the near the downtown Olympia area, stop by, and some of the proceeds of every pint. One dollar of every pint. One dollar will go one, to race for Rome. Uh, one dollar of every pint comes back to us. Yep. So, and I mean, people seem to love it. It sells out in like a week. So it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for going there and, and, and doing something simple like drinking beer. Thank you very much for that. Also, our Rowan's Lemonade seems to be yeah. back in production. Shout out to Stan, Sandstone Distillery. Yes. For uh, for starting the distilling process on the next batch of Rowan's Raspberry Lemonade, which, of course, everybody remembers is the OG of, yes. our, of our branded alcohol. Yes. Yeah. So we'll have that back as well. And we might be doing something where we sell... Uh, cans of the uh, Rowan's Brew, bottles of our branded wine, and the Rowan's Raspberry Lemonade special for like one day only online. Yeah, but so we're working on that, so we'll keep, let you know. Keep a lookout keep on a lookout. all the little things that are going on. And keep a lookout. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We want to remind you to subscribe uh, to the podcast, review it, and rate it and share it with people so that we can reach as many people as possible who might be going through these things. Uh, That is the show for this week. We will see you next week. 